Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing three ways you can quote-unquote scale your creative business. So scale means something different to a lot of people, I'm sure, but I just kind of look at it as growing. So typically when we think about scaling, we think about how can we increase our income, make more money without you know, just working twice as many hours. So if we want to go from 50,000 to 100,000, 100,000 to $200,000, can we do that without having to significantly increase our workload? Now, granted, when we first start our businesses, sometimes we're only working like 10, 20 hours a week. I know that's how I was. I Really, I was, I was in the office like 30 hours a week, but half the time I was just sitting there staring at my computer. I wasn't really sure what to do because when you don't know how to get clients and start marketing, you're, you're kind of like lost, right? Until you get in the swing of things. So scaling is going to look different depending on where you are in your business. The reason why um, we're talking about this now is because last week I, I interviewed my friend Renee. So if you missed that episode, go check it out, last Thursday's episode. And we talked about how Renee has consistently increased her income with online courses and her mastermind and how that's really helped her in the year of COVID-19 with all of the event cancellations as a wedding planner. She still was able to rely on that consistent income. And I have done the, th- done the same thing. So you likely know by now, I don't really provide much one-on-one services anymore. It's almost all my course and my membership. So Renee and I are going to be doing a free um, masterclass next week, a week from today on Tuesday, September 1st. You can go to www.bradendrake.com forward slash income and register for this workshop, this masterclass. It's totally free. And Renee and I are going to tell you basically how we built our education businesses and how you can start to generate more passive and diversified income in your business, which is very needed this year. So I wanted to kind of give you a sneak peek of what we're going to discuss in that talk, because I have a lot of conversations about this topic in DMs. Since I am an educator, my other industry friends, a lot of wedding professionals, creatives, coaches, they'll message me and ask about how I built my courses or we'll talk about like what their plans are moving forward. And they might tell me that they're interested in creating a course or a mastermind or a group coaching program or a membership. And then we discuss that. So 
although this isn't like my area of expertise, obviously, I'm not offering any paid services on this topic yet. I, I say yet, probably never will, but you know, never say never. But not really my expertise. I'm sticking with the tax and legal stuff, sticking to what I know. But through those conversations, I've learned a few things. And what I've, what I really boiled it down to is that when you want to scale a creative business, there's typically three ways to do that or three ways that we commonly see. So I see people, um, well, before I do that, I want to back up for just a second. So in my programs, I talk to my students a lot about increasing profit because we talk about cash flow. So in addition to those Instagram conversations, I'm talking to my students about this a lot as well. And when you want to increase your profit, there's two ways to do that, right? So you can either reduce your expenses or you can increase your income. So reduce your expenses, increase your income, both ways to increase your profit. Ideally, you do both of those things. So cutting expenses, that's pretty easy, right? We can all look at our bank statements. We can look at our bookkeeping, see what we're spending our money on, decide where we want to trim our expenses. But what about our income? Generally, we increase our income through marketing or by charging more. But at some point, there is a ceiling. So how do we get past that? And what I mean by this, like this magical ceiling that I'm talking about is Let's say you're a wedding photographer and you're in Santa Barbara. You're going to look around and you're going to say, well, the highest price people in this market are charging $8,000 per wedding. So maybe that's my relative ceiling. Like maybe I could get away with charging nine or 10,000, but at some point if I'm charging like 14, are people still going to hire me? The answer is actually yes. There's always going to be people who love your work and will probably hire you. But at some point, you might scale yourself. You might raise your prices past that ceiling of what's reasonable for the service you provide in your industry. So how do you get past that ceiling? Because if you say that you want to make $200,000, but the maximum you can charge is $10,000 per client, and let's say you can only take... Um, 15 clients per year, that's $150,000. So that's kind of, that's your ceiling. It's basically how much you can charge times the number of clients you can charge that to. And if you want to break past that, you gotta, you gotta figure something out. So three ways that I see that you can do that. So one is to get into luxury services. So like luxury, ultra luxury, whatever you want to call, call it, really high price services where you're essentially charging for exclusivity for a very, very high touch, high level of service. With this though, and I talked to a few people who've tried to enter this market, who are in this market, it's something that you would really need to consider whether you want to do. Because if someone's going to pay you for a million dollar wedding, is that the type of person that you even want to work with? I think that's a question that you have to ask yourself first. Like they're going to have a lot of needs. They might have much higher expectations. Is that something that you want to do? And if so, how are you going to get there? So that's certainly a possibility, right? Um, and I'm sure there's more of a sliding scale. I don't think that the price is just like end at 10K and then like go up to 50. I don't really know. That would actually be a great question for Renee when we have our, our masterclass. And then certainly you, when it comes to pricing, you want to look at the experts in your industry as well. So like website design, I don't, I don't really know where the quote unquote ceiling is that caps out on that. And then obviously if you're doing like massive projects, you can charge more as well. But typically you need to look at what it is that you're already doing and kind of where the cap out is on that. So one way you can get past that is by offering a much higher touch service, much more expensive service. The other way is to hire. So you can build out a team, right? 
So if you're limited to, I just, I like to use weddings as an example, because it's a pretty easy one. I guess if we're talking about design or coaching clients, it's, those are pretty easy examples too. But let's say you do offer, like you're a business coach. So you determine that you can handle 30 clients a year and you, maybe you don't want to get into very, very high level expensive services, but you still want to get up past that quote unquote ceiling. So another way you could do it is to hire. So you train someone to coach the same way that you do. They're like an associate of yours, and then you can pay them as an employee, pay them a referral fee. Actually, a referral fee wouldn't really make sense in this context, but an employee or a contractor, depending on your state law. So that's another way to do it, because then you are scaling your income without having to do all of that work. But then you have to ask yourself, do I want to be responsible for overseeing this person's work? Do I think that they can provide the same level of service that I do? Um, Do I want them working under my name? Do I want to be a manager? Because that's that's obviously a very big ask. Like most of us, most of us don't get into creative businesses to become a boss. Maybe some of us do. Most of us probably don't though. So hiring is an option, but it's one that you need to carefully consider. So do you want to build out an associate team? So we've now covered the first two ways. The third one uh, is education. So that is or has become a very popular avenue for people to make more income. So I'm sure you all follow a lot of educators. They create courses, they do paid workshops, all these things. And I talk to business owners all the time that are thinking about dipping into education. That's the route that I took. I talk about this with my membership members because we talk about goal setting, vision setting, all that kind of stuff. And really the takeaway The takeaway for this podcast today, I I suppose, is that even if you feel like you haven't hit your ceiling yet, and I know this might be a really wonky time because you might not really be doing anything with canceled events if you're in the event industry, but even so, I always encourage my students to think at least one step ahead in their business, ideally like a few steps ahead. Like you want to think three years ahead and figure out what you need to be doing right now. Because if you wait until you have hit that ceiling, in order to quote unquote scale, you're gonna have a hard time doing that because you're already gonna be maxed out on clients. And that's what always happens is, because I see this in the courses that I'm in, Um, I'm a big student of Amy Porterfield. Um, I'm very active in her Facebook groups. And I find that the people who have very successful service-based businesses have a hard time transitioning simply because they don't have the time. They have a hard time like squeezing in the work that needs to be done in order to get into education. So if you think it's a route that you want to go down, there's a few steps you can start taking right now. So you could start building an email list. If you want to have a business to business service, let's say you're a wedding planner and you want to teach something to other wedding planners. You don't even know necessarily what you want your core focus to be, what kind of course you would want to create, if you'd want to have a group coaching program. But if you know that that's something you really want to do in two years, why not start growing that email list now? Because the email list is really the, the number one thing you need to have in order to start marketing to people in the education space. I'm, there are lots of other ways to do it, but email, from what I found, is the gold standard. I can send, I can send one email and post like 10 Instagram stories, and I have a relatively similar amount of people on both of those platforms, and I'm gonna get about nine times more people to take action in email. That's just how it works. So 
if you're interested in education, then I say, look ahead, even if you don't think it's something that you want to do right now, if you're not ready, you should consider what you could be doing now so that you uh, can transition to it more easily down the road. So with that, my call to action for you, of course, we always have to wrap up with the call to action, is if you're interested in learning more about different ways that you can increase your income, diversify your income, add a more passive income into your business, we're actually going to talk about a few points I did not mention in this podcast. You can join me and Renee next Tuesday. Uh, on our masterclass, it'll be at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, just go to www.bradendrake.com forward slash income. So go register, check it out. And then if you're interested in learning more about my education journey to where I've gotten today in my business, then make sure to tune in for Thursday's episode because that's going to be what it's all about. So I will be back in your podcast app on Thursday. I hope to see you next Tuesday, and I hope that you have a fantastic day. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.